Oh, Jesus. It's glad the pop buck. Jesus. All right, fucked it up. Let me restart. <clears throat> hey, guys. It's glad the pop buck popped back in your uh, podcast feed like a good old toaster. And uh, like the little toaster animated movie. Let's uh, create some Oliver and company. And hopefully I can have all of her. Uh, welcome to episode 44 of the Off and Beat podcast. I am fortunately your host, Clint, today. It's another great day. It's 2.13 a.m. It is technically Monday. Another one I'm putting in the can. Um, decided to record a little extra today and today's sponsor is ghost my official favorite flavor redberry and i guess that's why i'm wearing my uh taylor swift red shirt <laughs> because you know i will definitely leave blank spaces during conversation and um i don't know about you but i'm feeling 22 and if you multiply that by two you have the episode 44 your boy's on it today um you know who i wish would stop being on it i'm kind of tired of this uh kanye west stuff not because look i'm not gonna lie not a big not that unbiased not the biggest kanye fan i respect him as an artist i feel like he's just doing a little bit too much right now it's like bro if you're just going to scrap it, then just scrap it and work on the album. This uh, over-the-top rollout is really not making us uh, have a stronger bond. And um, it's really making me feel like you're trying to dig for gold from us fans. Well, not me specifically, but, you know, like uh, praising the Yeezus. And it's just kind of annoying. It's like, all right, even my favorite artist in the world. I understand a rollout. I understand a hyping up an album. I really do. But to, uh, you know, be doing this whole thing of... To just let us know when it's finished. And then drop it. How about that? Like every other artist does. But that's just me personally. What do I know? I'm a fucking idiot. Not really. But gotta say what you gotta say for people to respect you. And I respect people's ability to do what they want and I want to you know break some bread and uh have little bread crumbles on top of my tuna casserole it's the most stereotypical white thing and I don't eat tuna nor have I really ever had casserole yeah it's one of those things that I really don't think a lot of white people actually make tuna casserole but you know People have just stuck it to us, and it's fine. There's worse things we could be attached to, like, I don't know, slavery. So you know what? If you want to say I make tuna casserole, by all means, I make tuna casserole. The only casserole I've ever had in my life is really a breakfast casserole that my mom makes every Christmas or sometimes for my birthday. She'll make this egg, hash brown, cheese, sausage uh, for you know, holidays, and it's basically a sausage, 
it's basically a breakfast casserole. It's pretty fucking good. And then later we go get some uh, Chinese buffet. And uh, let's just say when you leave, you don't feel buff. You feel kind of like uh, Phoebe Buffet's friends feel like. Um, disattached and homeless. And uh, you feel like a smelly cat. Haha. Look at me talking as I'm speaking out loud. I don't know. Do you call this improv? I call riffraffing. Another edition of riffraffing. Been doing this for three straight episodes. Liking the feedback. By the way, um, the downloads on the analytics blowing up. Kind of like Hiroshima. Except uh, this one has good intentions. And ironically, it has to do talking about a North Korean defect. So either way, um, the Allies and the Axis powers are still fighting for, ironically, what's best for their society and humane. And ironically, most of them are not very humane to the people. Even though human isn't humane, you just add an E, and apparently it's an adjective. It's crazy. Speaking of crazy bitch, um, I would buck the cherry at hand, but, um, you know, someone was, uh, massaging my shoulders earlier. It was a lovely lady. No, it was not a sexual thing. I actually got a shoulder massage. Free of charge. And she's massaging my shoulder and stuff. And I say, tell me something about yourself. She said, I'm not really much of a talker. I'm a writer. I like writing. I'm not very good at expressing my feelings verbally. So I said, okay. Well, write. Write it on me. She's like, write on you? I said, yeah. Use a Sharpie. Write on my body. So she's like, okay. So she uh, grabs a little Sharpie. My right shoulder, she writes something. I said, what does it say? She's like, I'd rather just show you. I was like, wow, it's either going to be kinky or uh, very not. So she gets one of those mirror things, like if you were to go get your hair cut at Supercuts. And, you know, you have the big mirror, but then they have the one where you can see the back of your neck. Make sure it looks fresh. And, uh... So she does that, and I said, can't really read what it says. So she gets another mirror, the mirror of the mirror, and uh, it says, blame. I was like, why would you write blame there? She's like, because I need someone to shoulder the blame for me. And I said, wow. So that's what you think of me, just someone who's going to, Take all your problems on my shoulder, front squat it, use my whole body, because, you know, I'm a core guy. I'm a guy who's here for the long haul. Your core, I may not have a six-pack, I may not be uh, muscular built, but I'm a core guy. I'm a guy who understands that the core is the most important, stable part of the human body for all things you want to do. I'm not about the aesthetics, I'm about what's on the inside. And you just look at me as someone who's going to hold your heart in my hands like a surgeon.
And she says, no, not at all. I just want to drop all my problems on you. And you get none of the benefits of it. And I said, sign me up. I sign up for a lot of things I don't agree to anyways. But at least this time, I know what I'm getting myself into. And I respect it. Moral of the story is, never turn down free shoulder rubs. Because if you bump shoulders, you can shoulder the blame. And when they write, you listen. And when you speak, they rub. And uh, speaking of rubbing the wrong way, um, I uh, have a big rash in between my crotch right now. Is it because of the summer heat? Or is it because the heat of summer hasn't been summoned? Either way you look at it, um, I rely on X-rayed images to, uh, you know, smooth out the baby powder. And when you smooth out the baby powder, you need some gold bond. And I'm not a type to... Watch a Barack Obama movie named Barry, but we can bond. And like the episode number 44, Hank Aaron, who's the real home run king, we can bury the bond underground. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Even though he is technically probably the best contact hitter in the history of the sport, Barry Bonds is. The weird part is he never really needs steroids. And he probably still would have hit 650 home runs or 600 home runs and probably would have batted 350 for his career. But, the juice got the better of him. The juice gets all of us. Just uh, different types of juices for different people. Some people it's grape juice. Some people it's apple juice. Some people it's the juice. And uh, speaking of greasing in between the pines, there's nothing weirder than when you see the random open fields where people like to take photographs with their, you know, pregnant girl, or take pictures with their extended family, with their, you know, cheerleading squad at school, and they go into this open field, it's really just attached to a connector, but if you go in the open field, it looks like you actually drove out to like Thomas in Georgia, where they do skydiving, and have clean landings like you're in the Stephen King maze movie on Netflix. And it's just, you see these fields and you wonder, wow, what a waste of an hour and a half. You're just watching these people posing. Like when people walk into your house and they're going to see your picture frames and they're going to be like, wow. I gotta know where they took this picture. I gotta know. Oh my God! Look at the, look at the lighting. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Yeah, makes you light her up, and it makes you want to light the house down and burn it down, and burn it to the ground. And when you call the firefighters, they say, "Ha ha, you deserve it." Should call the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse hot dog. And then maybe you, the excuse is the right, man. Your house burned down because you overcooked a hot dog. 
Hopefully, um, next time you stop snooping around and stop goofing around and say, oh, Max, and don't put it on the max temperature and, uh, should have used your mouse tools and just got the fucking fire extinguisher in the basement. Well, actually the fire extinguisher was outdated. It's like, hmm, whose fault is that? Shouldn't have known. Shouldn't cook on a very hot stove without a fire extinguisher nearby. Or maybe don't go take a piss break when your hot dogs are uh, on fire like some good old batch of herpes. Maybe you got the Michael, not the Michael Jackson. Well, I don't know. Chances are you probably got like some kid herpes. I don't care what people say. If you want to ignore and say, it's all about the talent. We're going to ignore things. But, you know, then they're also the same people always talking about protect the kids, protect the kids. But if the greatest pop star in the history of the world wants to have a bed full of kids and Macaulay Culkin and wants to be home alone with them, we should just respect his music because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Okay. By the way, I'm not advocating or backing the Finding Neverland documentary. What I am saying, though, is you don't, you can disconnect the personal life from the music, but sometimes when that personal life goes way out of bounds and you're talking about children being involved, like young, young children, you know, we talk about R. Kelly. You know, sleeping with 13, 14, 15-year-old girls and being highly interested. Um, Michael Jackson was with kids a lot younger. And literally designed a whole ranch that basically should be called the Pedophilia Ranch. And not saying that'd be cynical, because I love me some uh, Michael Jackson from time to time. It's nice workout music. I get it. I get the appeal. I wish I was alive during that time. But, you know, it's also not a coincidence to me that Magic Johnson um, all of a sudden doesn't even have HIV detected in his streams. Never heard of that before. Because even if you're, even if you have, uh, you know, taken medication and you're taking care of a lot of things and you make sure you take your medicine and everything up to date, it could still be detected. It could just be a lot less um, likely you spread it and all that stuff. But I remember I did see a video a long time ago. Now it's ringing the doorbell. There was a video about a year ago I remember seeing where some guy said, it was a guy who was part of the community, so no, I'm not sitting here assuming that. Obviously you get HIV and AIDS being straight, so that's not the point here. But this dude happened to be uh, gay. And he said he is not obligated to tell his partner to anyone he has sex with. He does not need to disclose that information, even if they ask. I can understand. Well, if you have any of those diseases, you should be. If you have anything that you could possibly pass on to someone unknowingly, you need to disclose that information. One, legally. Um, you People can literally sue you if you do not tell them ahead of time. But on top of that, what kind of fucking narcissistic individual are you? Like, we have come in too much of a mentality in this world that we just feel we don't have to tell no one anything, even if it will actually directly impact that person 
for possibly the rest of their lives. You were literally fucking with someone's potential health. It's not like you didn't know you haven't. He literally said, it is rude to ask me. That's none of your business. It's like, well, if someone were to tell me that and say it's none of my business to know their um, sexual health when I'm about to have sex with them, to me, 99.8% of the time, I'm not going to have sex with them. And the reason why I said 99.8, because if it's Lori Harvey, I'll take I'll take whatever she gives me, man. I just will. Respect to Michael B. Jordan, though. But uh, apparently Future is actually um, has three current baby mamas that are, pre- that are pregnant with this child. And they all happen to be white. Not that that part's relevant, but that was like the cover of the whole story. You know. And, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about this stuff. And we both agree, like, it's all about spreading your seed. It's all about, you know. When you get to a certain point in your life, you probably accepted that you're not going to get married and settle down with one person, especially when you're him and you already have six or seven kids with multiple women and all that thing. Like, you know, as long as you can afford and do what you can for the child, I'm all about having as many children as you want to have. But it's kind of like, when are you, it's like, are you really having children because you actually want a better child's life or do you just kind of want to say you have children? And that's kind of where it's like, you can't, unless you're going to have a cheaper by the dozen type of house where you merge families and well, cheaper by the dozen is when they actually married and had all those kids, which I don't know how that physically happened because she looked in pretty good condition. I don't understand that but on like a years mine and ours it was a it was two families merging he had like five six or seven kids and she had like the same amount of kids from her side and they merged a family into a big house that's probably more safe on the body realistic how that would happen but you know when you have so many different when you have so, when you basically have a kid, when basically for, you have one kid for each woman, and you have six or seven of them, it's like, they're all going to be all over the place. And yes, you can financially support them all you want, but as I've said before, I don't care what people say, just because you financially support a kid, that doesn't mean you're actually helping that kid in the long run. You could probably actually, you probably actually be doing more damage ironically when literally a son or daughter's interaction with their parent is strictly financial then they're going to go through their life and literally treat everyone like a transaction and it's financial and that's unfortunate reality then we have these cycles blah blah i'm not going to get into my soapbox all i'm saying is not a big fan of it but to each their own um have as many kids as you want to have have kids with whoever you want to have but just don't say that you're really doing it for the kids. That's all. But in the meantime, I'll just go fuck myself and shut the fuck up about things I apparently know nothing about. The subject is always funny, though, to me. How that apparently 
you are not allowed to speak on subjects if it doesn't currently apply to your life situation. Like people say, oh, if you're not a parent, you cannot give any you cannot give any input or have an opinion about parenting because you just don't know. It's like, yeah, I can. It doesn't mean I'm going to tell you directly what to do with your child. That's a different thing. Telling someone how to parent their individual child. That's completely different than talking about the the uh, impression you give to your child, for example, of things you do. Completely different. You can give an observational, general standpoint of what typically applies. Because you know why? Because we've all been fucking children. We've all had parents... Some people haven't, but most people have. And if you haven't had parents, could you imagine if you had uh, no mom in your... Or like, let's say you were you had a single mom as a parent. Dad was never in the picture. Probably because your mom didn't want him in the picture. Which, that's beyond me. Um, which probably forced him out. But, let's say you grew up with a single mom, right? Does that mean you can have no opinion... Of how a dad should be a dad to a kid. Because you never had a dad. So you can't tell other people how a dad should be. It's like, oh. Hmm. Seems contradicting, doesn't it? It's like, no. You advise. You see the world around you. I don't have to directly be a parent to know common sense. To know what's not good for a child when it's obvious that it's not good for the child. I don't want. You don't have to be a parent to know, like, yeah, um, this area we're living in, this crack house, um, not having stable stability in the living place, um, not having the financial uh, ability to be able to buy my kids Gerber for life program. Um, I don't have to be a parent to know that's not ideal. I just love when all of a sudden when people become parents, all of a sudden they have this righteous minds view that they know everything about the world and that everything in the world revolves around uh, them first. It's like, you know what? If I'm in line at Brewster's ice cream, I see a mom and a kid, right? And I see it's like near the end of the night, right? And it's just me and them. And they said, oh, Sorry, we only have one more scoop of vanilla ice cream. And I was before them, and I looked behind, and I could tell that kid eats vanilla ice cream. You could tell the ones that eat vanilla ice cream. As a fellow vanilla ice cream carnosaur himself, there's a different type of connection. It's like if you grow up in Florida, certain parts of Florida, and you meet someone in Florida in a different state that you've lived in for 18 years, you have a connection with someone in Florida. I don't know what it is, but I experienced it today. Shout out to the situation I'm referring to. But back to the, if I see that kid, I may turn around and be like, I know I'm going to get no ice cream tonight. But I don't want this kid, you know, going home crying. You know, this was probably going to be the highlight. She probably promised her kid ice cream, but she got caught up at work late. You know, she couldn't leave the house. She had to do this. She had to get her battery jumped. So she had to get here. I see the scoop. And be like, hmm. Do I want to make this a lesson about how life's not fair sometimes? 
And just cause you tried your best is not enough. Or do I just be a nice guy and just say, you know what? I'll take one scoop. I'll take the last scoop and then I'll give it to the kid and I'll even pay for it because I'm a great guy. So I could get brownie points for the environment. So I can make myself feel better. And also, so I can make the single mom's day just a little better. You know why? But you know what? If I had the thought process of, I just don't understand. So you know what? Fuck the kid. Life's not fair. I'm going to take the ice cream. And he could go home and be disappointed in his mom. Because you know why? I just don't understand what it's like to be a parent. But you know what? Because even though I'm not a parent, I do understand kids look forward to ice cream. I was once a kid that looked forward to ice cream. It was a big deal to go to Sonic on a Saturday after your 3 p.m. baseball game when you went one for four and cried when you struck out. I remember those. Good days. I know the great feeling it is. I know it's like to be a kid, which also means I know what it's like to be a kid and see things that you realize shaped you as you get older for better or worse. And if I didn't understand that, I would have said, fuck that kid. It's my ice cream. I have just the same right to get this ice cream as a kid. But no. You know what? It's called common sense. I go to the baseball game, right? You catch a ball. You catch a foul ball, right? You're a grown man. You catch a foul ball. And there's a little kid beside. It's just him and his mom at the game. You know what? You catch the ball. You already won. You caught the ball. You get to say you caught a ball. But the camera's on you. You don't want to be an asshole and see the kid with the hard Atlanta hat who brought his Wilson glove to the game. You could be like, hey, life's not fair. Teach him at a young age. And you know what? That's not a terrible lesson. Or you could just do the nice thing. Celebrate for a little bit. Give it to the kid and you get aws from everyone. And then you get your dick sucked in the blue lot. It's about the long game. It's about, you know what? This will make my day. I could take this ball home. I could resell it on eBay. Probably make a pretty, you know, 50 bucks. Or I could give it to this kid. And he could have that ball up on his little uh, cabinet. He could have it on his little shelf. Put it in a little plastic covering like you would a baseball card. And he get to have memories for life. But you know what? I'm not a parent. So I can't understand, right? You're right. Fuck me, right? Anyways, enough of the sob story. Moral of the story is... Um, life's a bitch. Ah, man. It's a beautiful day at the office. I remind myself of Michael Scott... Jesus. I can't wait till the day 
Can't wait till the day I become a parent. I wonder what that would be like. You know, I just think about if, um, I think about doing all the little things, you know. I think the main thing that I, I want to have a kid before I'm 30, right? That's like, I don't want to wait too late. I don't want to, I kind of don't want to accomplish everything before I have a kid. I want to accomplish enough, have a kid, and not feel too full of myself, and actually be there, feel like I could provide some in life moments, but, you know, what kind of parent would I be, I think I would be like, I think I'd be top 15 in my region, not saying I'd be the best, but I would be a tryhard for better or worse, I've already got the corny jokes down, I've already got the dad jokes, I I just got the funny down, I'm a funny guy, even if a lot of people would dispute that, I disagree, I think Kids love me. Hopefully not like Michael Jackson, but I hope they love me. I think I could be a loving guy. And I think when I see my eyes and my sons, I think it'll be the greatest joy in life. I really do believe that having kids is the greatest joy in life. Because the greatest joys in life are the biggest stresses. The biggest rewards have sometimes... Moments where you feel like you're last place, where you feel like you're never good enough, feel like you're not enough. So then when you finally accomplish it and you finally get better at it, it feels like better than any feeling in the world. It feels like you put in the work. So, yeah, I can't wait to be a parent. Wow, look at Clint getting all fucking serious and shit. All right, we got to change it up, you know. We're almost halfway through the pod. I got to change it up, you know. Get out of this rut. Oh, yeah. So, uh, she was smacking my booty hole. How do you smack inside of a booty hole? Well, let's just say, uh, honey smacks. And she, uh, you know, hopped a turtle in there. Hoppity hoppity hop. Hippity hoppity hop. Here comes Peter Cottontail. Putting his tail in my bunny rail. Speaking of. Actually, on the way home tonight, this is a true fucking story. I was walking up one of the stairs to the stairs to get to my stair. And as I was walking, I see this thing crawling. And then it jumps right in front of me. I'm like, holy fuck. It's G-Force. Nah, it was a rat. But, you know, I was scared because I touched that rail before. I'm like, damn. Hopefully I don't get mouse pox. Or better yet, you know, if there was COVID that was made from bats, how are you going to tell me that there can't be a similar disease, a similar disease made from rats? Not trying to rat anyone out here, just throwing the common sense meter out there. Do 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 do. Uh, don't mean to cause a stir, but uh, I love the sound of mac and cheese when you're stirring. If you Get my drift, because it sounds like a nice old bowl of Ovaltine, and um, I do have a Christmas story about that, if you get my drift again. And speaking of drifting away, um, I don't understand how dogs can swim. You know, you know, I actually learned how to swim by doggy paddling. Some people learn how to swim by doggy style. 
because you're listening to a Snoop Dogg album while you're sli- while you're swimming, obviously. Jesus, you fucking perverts. Oh, not mean to snoop around, but you're so beautiful. You're my favorite girl. Oh, 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 oh. But I don't understand how dogs can swim. I don't understand how cats. Can cats swim? I've never really seen a cat swim. They try to avoid water at all costs. Which is kind of ironic because without water, um, they would smell like wet cats. <laughs> and the water actually makes them smell like not wet cats. But not washing your cat actually makes them smell like wet cats, which is what we reference them as. Whole lot of not making a whole lot of fucking sense now, doesn't it? Cats in the krill and the silver spoon. Pulling the tail, then it <laughs> at me too. Catwoman was not a very good movie. I actually saw it for the first time in full a couple months ago on Netflix. And uh, Holly Berry, it was not a hallelujah, as Kendrick would say. Holly Berry, hallelujah. It was not. But, uh... All the stars would line up for SZA. It depends how you uh, cut the triangle. And uh, as J. Cole would say, the Illuminati. Even though he didn't create the Illuminati, obviously. It's pretty famous before that. But that song does kind of make you think, is J. Cole in the Illuminati? I don't know. All I'm going to say is look up Forest Hills Drive. And yes, that is the street he grew up on and where he's from. I want you to do a little bit more deep dive on what originated in North Carolina, specifically his city. Let me tell you, I don't fucking know. I don't think it's the Illuminati, but wouldn't be surprised. Forest Hills Drive, Illuminati. Um, I'm so proud of you, but I won't fall for you. I ain't mad at you, baby, baby. And uh, one thing me and uh, one thing me and my comrades, and by comrades I mean dudes my age have in common. I would say there's three things we have in common. We all have penises. We all have hands. And uh, we all are depressed. If you're, you know, I I have a lot of questions for you. If you're not depressed, yeah. How'd you like the tables turn on you? Hmm? Let me question your happiness. See how annoying that is. I love it when people try to question how depressed someone really is. No one's tried to challenge me because I'm not depressed. But it's always fun when we want to challenge like, are you depressed or do you just not go to the gym enough? Are you depressed or do you just need a hobby? Are you not depressed or are you really depressed or do you really just need someone to talk to? Are you really depressed? Or are you just holding on to trauma and you just need a little therapy? It's like, let's say that is all I need to do to get out of my depression. The fact of the matter is, there's a reason why I'm not doing them. Because, hence, I'm depressed. But then if you challenge someone's true happiness, like, oh really? Are you really that happy? Hmm? Oh, oh you're really that happy. Okay. Um, let's see if she stops talking to you for a day. Let's see how happy you are. I don't live my life vicariously through her. It's like, okay. 
Let her ignore your messages for a day. Let's see then, buddy. Let's see. But it is interesting. Speaking of transitioning, um, once upon a time, I uh, transitioned a Coke bottle into a Mountain Dew. And uh, next thing you know, I got coked out. And uh, felt like I was on a mountain waiting for the morning dew. Actually, once upon a time, a girl, this is a true story. It was actually a lovely poem. Shout out to India. It's actually a very thoughtful poem. Well, it was actually supposed to be a cute little rap, but, you know, she was wearing my Looney Tunes hoodie. And she uh, she wrote me a rap for Valentine's. Wow, look at me going back into the archives. Kind of like Spotlight. I went back into the archives and found out about some child predators. And here I am digging into the archives to find someone I wish I would have made a child with and made it right. But anyways, back to the happy times. She uh, She wrote me a little poem saying, I love you. When I think of you, it feels like the morning dew. I was like, is it morning dew kind of stinky? I don't even know what morning dew means, but it sounds stinky. And, you know, I remember, actually, I have it saved saved somewhere. But it was really beautiful. And that's one of those things that kind of inspired me to write poems and write things like that. Because it was the first time that someone actually wrote a genuine one for me. That wasn't condescending, that it wasn't because I wrote one for them, so they felt one do one in return. Those are the absolute worst, because you could tell people that don't put any thought into stuff, and nothing's worse than the thought, not putting thought into, you know, thought, and it's not great stuff, believe it or not. No, breaking news here. Kind of like a PJ Washington trying to see his kid. That's heavy thought stuff. But of course, no one thinks about, you know, everyone's like, it's all about the child and the mother. It's like, okay, well, the same thing that people shit on men for and the same thing that people will exclude men in when it comes to legal situations. And here's a dude just trying to see his son. And then there's still excuses from the masses of women saying, well, if she doesn't want... Her child to see him. There must be a reason. She She's doing what's best for the child. It's like why does one person decide. What's best for the child. When there's two people involved. This shit never makes any fucking sense to me. But there I am again. Talking about parenting stuff. And there's nothing fucking about right. I know common sense. It's crazy. Common sense you throw it out there. And people all of a sudden just want to label you shit. That makes no goddamn sense. That is not relevant. Which are coming from people who aren't parents as well. So they think like, oh, no one should speak on stuff that they're not. It's like, hmm, okay. Then no one would ever criticize music. No one would ever criticize athletes. And no one would criticize or have an objective opinion about anything. This isn't even criticism. This is just common sense shit. She's being a hornet in his ass, no pun intended, because she's taking this hornet's check. And she's like an NBA scout, man. Honestly, NBA team should hire her NBA scout. She can tell who's going to make and who not. And she scouted right. Oh, Lakers. 
She's a scout for the Lakers. Maybe they could finally hit on a fucking draft pick. And not hit on a draft pick and then they succeed and become better on other teams like Alonzo, Julius Randle, and Brandon Ingram, who actually broke out on other teams and all and now have gotten paid. But somehow, you know, it was their fault they didn't succeed with the Lakers, not the organizational fault. And the only thing that's making the Lakers actually seem competent is literally LeBron James. He's the only thing that's keeping that organization seem competent. If you took LeBron James off that team, bro, they are the Cleveland fucking Cavaliers. Maybe even worse. If, well, besides Anthony Davis, but if you just have Anthony Davis on the team, you know, you're not. If Anthony Davis is your best player, we've seen what that is. You know, you may win on the Lakers, they may win 45, 47 games and. Get six and seven seed and then get bounced in the first and second round. But if you take Anthony Davis and LeBron, bro, I mean, your best player is, well, Russell Westbrook, you know, he's not in his prime anymore. Whatever. You know what? I, I tried to stop talking about basketball and sports because I didn't want it to become too sporty. But you know what? I don't watch enough sports anymore to really give too much of an opinion. But I will say, I do like what I'm seeing out of the preseason. It seems uh, more like pre-eason because it's not shit. So I took the S out. And it actually looks like competent, good, uh, quality football. And I was talking about this actually earlier with a friend. The ironic part about now NCAA athletes getting paid football specifically is that what people don't realize is that the school... Is not paying any of these athletes. I mean, people know that if they've read what it is. All it is is they can seek outside endorsement deals, essentially. They can seek outside deals and get paid money. So really, the same thing they're bitching about, the NCAA not uh, NCAA making all profit using athletes, like they kind of still are because they don't have to give a penny to any of these athletes other than their scholarship shit. So... They're still making all bank, all bank and no buck. And the coaches are still getting their salaries inflated twice as much as any top NFL coach. So, like, people are like, oh, the NCAA is doing, like, yeah, they're letting people get paid, which is good. But at the same time, it's not like they're really making some big sacrifice to their school virtual wallet, you know. But whatever. Um, uh, let me riff and raff for the last 12, 15, 18 minutes. I want to, you know, I love me some Alex English because, uh, the way he muffin buckets makes you really realize that, uh, this dude's tough and nothing to let you know, like, he's super bad out there in a good way, like McLovin. And I want to move to Hawaii to let you know that it's not snow I'm shoveling. It's mountains I'm hiking, and hopefully volcanoes are erupting. But if a volcano erupts in Hawaii, um, you got a huge fucking issue, because that's lava, bitch. Unless you got Shark Boy. Shark bo- sharks are probably not going to survive if lava touches it. I don't know how that works. It's crazy how like magma and lava just go into water, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, it cools down. It's like, does it cool down? I feel like it would take a lot of time to cool down. It's crazy. We just have these huge bodies of oceans. 
and somehow it never uh we never get less ocean seems over time we're just getting more ocean is there ever going to be a time where the whole where we're going to have 80% land and 20% ocean i don't even know if that's possible that'd be fucking crazy though in my head i'm literally thinking about being stranded in the middle of the atlantic ocean at 2 a.m. like it's a uh, like it's that old movie where the two people were stranded in the ocean and it looked like a live like documentary but it's not it was kind of like paranormal activity but it was for people in water stranded in the water forgot what the fuck it was called but it's actually a decent movie it's actually pretty decent made you feel it was believable it wasn't but it's the thought that counts I did see the behind the scenes back when DVD was uh, actually had... One thing I do miss about DVDs and shit like that is the special features. The bonus features. The behind the scenes. You know how many times I've seen Scooby-Doo behind the scenes? You see the green screens with the big... The goblin. You see how it's really made. Mr. Beans. Rowan Atkinson. But uh, you realize... Other than Mr. Beans, this is all he's been doing. <laughs> oh, Scooby Dooby Doo, Freddie Prince, where are you? I mean, Miss Sarah Michelle Gellers. She's all that. And uh, I do like Linda Cardellini. She was in Accepted. And let's just say if she came to my room, she would be accepted. Give her a passing grade. Oh, man. She's a beauty. She's a beauty, that number nine. I do think she's a nine. I'm not even kidding. I think Velma, and especially the second one, when, like, they do her hair and all that. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Karen. She's, like, she's my personal Laura Harvey. If I had a choice between Linda Cardellini as Velma in her prime and Lori Harvey, I might pick Linda. I know that sounds... I know that's like a hot debate. Because who's not thinking about Lori Harvey versus Linda Cardellini as Velma? I said Velma. Like Jonathan. Velma. Holy crap. Maybe she's transgender. Oh, shit. Um, no. Velma. Because you know what? There's something about the smarts and a very attractive lady. And knowing that you're doing things with someone who's in a kid's movie. Something hot about it. It's like when Sky Jackson, she's in a kid's show, and then all of a sudden someone uh, exposes some personal pics because of stuff that she put in the cloud, and let's say she wished it was a cloud of dust, but the reality is, is um, now it's on the internet just for guys to bust, kind of like the Hall of Fame, except they probably look at it as Hall of Shame. I don't think it's anything to be shameful of. I've never seen it, by the way, because I think it's weird to... Look at 18-year-old girls' pics. Especially wait until someone turns 18 just so you can not feel like a creep. Like all these dudes with Billie Eilish. It's like, yeah, you were probably trying to look up under that at 15 or 16. And now that she's, you know, just showing, you know, her shoulders. Now you have an excuse to, you know, shoulder the blame of pedophilia. You fucking Jared creep subway fucking chicken bacon melt fucking ass. Jesus fucking Christ. You probably put mustard on your chicken bacon ranch, you sack of shit. If you put mustard on your chicken bacon ranch, 
I hope you fucking drown in mustard. I hope that you choke on a mustard hot dog and you put must you put extra mustard on that shit and you didn't know they put a little tortilla crunches and you take a bite and you swallow and you choke almost to death. I hope you survive. But I hope your throat fucks up so bad that you look like one of those people in the smoker commercials are like, I got choked by a mustard hot dog. And then you go fuck yourself. That's what I hope, you fucking creeps. Yeah, but um, on the bright side, um, not big Billie Eilish music fan. I don't know how that's on the bright side, but it is a killer comeback. Like Mr. Brightside. And um, I'm like P90X. Now, would you pee on your ex 90 times? I wouldn't. But on the bright side, I bet it would be a fluid exchange. And on that note, I am going to end it right there. Because, wow, I'm a fucking creep. Um, Yeah, that was episode 44 of the Off and Beat Podcast. I am grateful to be your host today. Like and subscribe to the vid. Um, Oh yeah, don't forget to follow the IG. And uh, suck some titties. And uh, wait, let me redo that. Let me get my throat ready. Suck some titties. Wow, that was a lot of red. Let me try that again where it doesn't bleed your ears out. Like my Audacity program. Alright guys, don't forget to suck some titties. Suck some titties. Jeez, my voice is just not there. I'm sorry guys. But you get it. Suck some titties. Who cares who it is? If they consent, that's just a bonus. I guess I should clarify. Obviously, make sure they consent. If it's yours titties, I hope you don't consent. Because you know what? If you're spreading that negative energy, spreading cleavage... But, uh, you know, don't want to leave their beaver to cleavage. Then, you know what? You're not clever. And if you're not clever, you don't deserve no beaver. And if it's not Groundhog Day, I hope you ground your hog under wraps. And you know what? Then I hope you get cut off in traffic. I would never hope for a guy to get their dick cut off. Unless you're a pedophile. Cut it all off. Because, you know what? Chances are if you're a pedophile, the reason why you are... Is because a grown woman can't feel it, so you hope a child can, you fucking weirdo. Jesus fucking Christ. That was nasty. Alright guys, have a great day.